I'm going to tell you guys something. Did you know that before I start most of my episodes, I start it in this very weird way? I go one, two, one, two. My check, my check. Actually, I'm not really sure if that's weird. I guess it would make sense to start a podcast episode where I'm actually checking if the mic and the audio are working okay. What's going on? What are you doing? Are you working out right now? Are you cleaning the house? Are you walking around and pacing? Are you just chilling like a villain or chilling like a superhero? I ask that because whenever I listen to podcasts, I am cleaning. I like to clean a lot. I don't know if you knew that about me. When I was little, I'd clean the shit out of things. I would. I don't, maybe that's just like the Dominican Spanish in me. I, my, my mom, she would. This is really funny. So whenever we got to the United States, um, in, in Dominican Republic, as most of you know, um, I grew up very poverty, very poor, and we had these like cement like floors. So she would mop the whole floor, right? Um, that kind of makes sense. This is like a slab, if you will. So when we got to the U.S., um, the floors, I think, they were wood floors. And it's just like legit wood floors, right? So she has like her mop bucket, and there's just water everywhere, and she's mopping. And um, my dad's like, what are you doing? Like, why are you mopping like that? And then she's like, I'm mopping. What do you mean what I'm doing? Cleaning the floor. And then he's like, no, he's like, these are wood floors. He's like, you know, these are like just wood all that water is going to get in the wood and it's going to, you know, mess it up, maybe cause some mold. And she was like, what? Like, just baffled, right? Um, <laughs> and and I, I thought it was, I, I still, I, I still think it's so funny. Sometimes I'll, I'll bring it up with her and she, th- she thinks it's funny too, which, which is great. That way, you know, we're not fighting about it, but we're just laughing about it. I hope you enjoyed that story. I do. So my friends, we're going to do something really cool. All right. You have a private practice, or you're starting to grow your private practice, or you're somewhere in that journey of private practice, right? Because after all, this is a counselor's journey to private practice. So let's hold it down. Let's rep the name. And I know you got skills. I'm not sure about basketball skills on the court, but I know you got skills as a clinician. And you have an expertise, and you have your ideal client. And if you still haven't gotten your ideal clients, my friends, Go back to some episodes. It's a couple of a couple of them that hit on, you know, really zoning into your ideal client. So I know that you know your trade. You know how to work with your ideal client. Your patients are telling you really good things about the work that you're doing. Let's now, let's now, let's now dance with courage, with bravery, with optimism. Let's take a leap. Let's create a course. Yes. Maybe you've done one before. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you're nervous. Let's do it. And typically, what we're going to go through in this episode and then a bunch of the others are going to go in a series is something that I do more behind the scenes consulting where you know, you're know you paying and then we're in there and we're seeing each other. I'm going to give you somewhat of the same approach here. You know, Obviously, the main difference will be if we were doing consulting one-on-one, we will dive deep, deep into it. Whereas here, I'm going to give you the key nuggets, the gold nuggets, where if you're able to use the information I'm going to share with you, I think you're going to have a kick-ass course. And we're going to start this with structure. That way we don't get lost. And you're able to, if you do get lost, always go back to the episodes. We're going to go all the way from why even create a course. We're going to talk about coming up with the idea of a course, structuring your course, marketing your course, You know the whole sales and marketing piece. We're going to go into the maintenance phase. You know, all, all of those we're going to go through. 
and they're going to be structured. They're going to be organized. That way you're able to check out the episodes as needed. Because I know some of you, you may, you may already have your course, but maybe sales aren't there. Maybe the numbers aren't where you want them. Maybe you're making 500 a month, but you want it to be at you know, 10,000 a month or, or higher, you know, whatever those goals are. So we're going to go into that process. And, and as always, you know, I share this with you. I'm going to fill it with uh, Teachable. So it's going to be a, a link on the, show, on the show notes where it's going to have that link to Teachable. Um, that's the one that I'm using, the one that I recommend. They've held me down for years. Um, students love them. I haven't had any f- negative feedback from my students as far as their experience going in there and using it. And of course, if you use it, that kicks back a couple of dollars my way. All the money earned, my friends, I throw back into the podcast. Um, I've got people that edit the podcast. I got people to do the show notes. Um, so all those things cost um, a couple of dollars. So being able to have you, whenever you're ready, use those links. Um, sends it back this way so we can keep the ball rolling here when it comes to creating episodes and creating this, this whole platform here to counselor's journey all right so first one right the first one for today is why create a course and i think sometimes people skip this and people skip this sometimes because it gets so consumed with just doing it just simply doing it so what we're going to do is we're going to go over some key bullet points. You know, really think about why do I want to create a course? Because you could write a book. You could create a board game. You could create a card game. You could create a fidget. You could make an app. You could make another website where you're blogging. You could do a YouTube channel. You see what I'm saying? You could do a lot of shit. So let's really talk about why create a course. And I'm pushing this a lot. Because I really I think it connects to life. Like, why marry your spouse? You know, that's something you really think about. You want to think about that shit before doing it. Why have kids? Same thing. Think about it. Why go to this college? Think about it. And I know sometimes we don't think about all those things. But I think you can raise your hand and agree with me. That if we do engage in some thought process and some thinking, it will lead to better decisions moving forward. Just because we're thinking a little bit more. Maybe we're more intrinsic motivators, if you will. Not always, but for the sake of this episode, let's roll with it. So I'm going to share some bullet points with you. You know, why create a course? Immersive experience. I think immersive experiences allow us to understand more and more of who we are. When When I look at the definition of immersive experience, I think about something that is a little bit different, a little bit new. So, you know, I've never been to Africa. And I'm going to go one day. And that's going to be an immersive experience for me. My wife never went to the Dominican Republic. And for our honeymoon, we went there. And we went through this um, like farmer's market, but not American style, it was Dominican style, uh, which means that it was rough and different. And we talked about what happened, and then she shared so much with me. There was this little boy there, and he was helping um, cut a chibo. And uh, so let's imagine like a chibo, like a little goat. And he was doing it barefoot on the floor, blood kind of going everywhere. And that gives you an idea of just what everything else may have looked like. And we talked about that immersive experience. And that immersive experience, it woke up something in her. Something really beautiful. You know, something that we still connect on today and we still talk about. And we find ways to support organizations around. So when it comes to why create a course, I think that bullet point is important. Give yourself the, opportun- yourself the opportunity to do something immersive. Immerse yourself in something different and see how that experience allows you to grow as an individual. Before I created my courses, I can tell you, 
I looked at things a little bit differently. You know, going through the process, it gave me an appreciation of teaching. You know, whenever I'm in a clinical session, as an example, let's say if I'm working with a couple and they share conflict issues, I get to listen and we get to communicate back and forth, back and forth. But with a course, like the course that I made for how to go from a solo private practice to a group private practice, you, I, I'm making the course versus having students in there having dialogue back and forth with me. That's a very different experience. And I think that's where it's important for us to kind of think about, you know, creating this course can be an immersive experience that can allow me to grow. And then the more I grow, the more I'm able to give to others. Another key reason of why I create a course, and this is probably one that you're thinking about already, so let's just throw it out there. Dinero. Money. Dinero, yeah, in Spanish, is money. Cash, green. Every other term you want to throw out there. But that's why. And I think, I think, I think it's important to talk about that one. You know, yes, we know money doesn't uh, give us happiness, right? But I think we can also acknowledge that we have rent due or some sort of bills that we have to pay at the end of the month. And being able to pay them is less stressful than not being able to pay them. So money is important in, in those kind of ways. So I think if you are creating a course and in your mind it's, okay, I need some passive income so that I can pay for blank. Or maybe you're trying to make a course to create passive income to create some money so that you can use that money for a different project. Right? There's a purpose there. And as long as it serves, it's important to have that conversation about it. Another reason why I create a course is to build a new audience and get to know that new audience. You know, whenever I work with my patients, there's a unique experience there. Whenever I create courses, you know, the course that I mentioned earlier or the other one, um, how to start a solo practice, you know, six-figure solo practice, those, that audience, that audience, excuse me, is very different than the audience of the one-on-one. They communicate differently. We interact differently. We know with the one-on-one, I am often face-to-face. Sometimes there's even physical handshakes. There's a back and forth, back and forth. Whereas with the students, you know, at times it's through a video or it's through email or it's content that I create and they go on the back end and they complete the content. And they, if they have questions, they're welcome to interact with me. But if they don't have questions, they're like, hey, this shit's awesome. I have nothing to ask you. Thanks for creating it. Then I, I, may, I may not even hear from them. You know, other than in the beginning when it's a check-in, towards the middle when it's a check-in and towards the end. Another reason why, you know, why I want to create a course, helping others outside of our space. You know, typically as clinicians, our trade, right, is to engage in, we'll use an example, psychotherapy, right, engage in that counseling in your office. So that is where we are helping that individual. Then once we leave that office, you're still you. You're still shining so bright. And you can allow yourself to shine in other spaces. You can allow yourself to... When I think about you shining, I think about like the sun radiating this beautiful heat, right? These heat waves. And I don't know about you, but when I go to the beach, that feels good. I like to lay back. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I'll lay back with a cold one, like an IPA. Or, you know, if... if, if uh, my wife and I have a little help with the kids, maybe two IPAs, but I'll sit back with a nice beer there and enjoy some of that good sun. Now, that you know, I'm just, I'm just like, man, I need to, I need to go to the beach now. <laughs> Thinking about that, so let's just kind of get back here. 
you know, you have this sunlight, my friends, and you let it shine and it radiates in those that you serve in your office. And if you create a course, you can let it shine and let it radiate to, to others, to those new participants, those new students, who I think can also benefit from it. Another reason of why create a course, because it's fun, because it's different. It can be very fun. You know, it can be fun and you may be thinking, why, how? It can be fun because you create something and then you could leave it alone for a while. (sighs) That's nice, right? It's like doing one counseling session and then you meet back with a person, let's say, in three months. It's a little bit different. And then when when you meet back in three months, there's a lot of progress that took place. It could be fun because you get to be creative. Maybe you find yourself wanting to create a course for kids, you know, kids who are very anxious and you want to help them build calmness. So like in your mind, you're like, oh, man, this is so fun. I'm going to create this character. And he's like this little monster that shakes. And the kid is going to learn about the monster that shakes. And he's going to help the monster remove all of these little let's say scales on him and the scales are what makes him shake and then at the end of it he's not shaking so he's calm so then the kids gonna learn how to remove his own scales and i'm making this up as i go but it could be fun for you my friends and i like to think that when we do things that are fun we stick with them and we enjoy them even if they don't go well we enjoy them because they're fun why create a course a course is different, and, and, and I think one, I think another key reason of why I create a course is a time restraint or constraint, whichever is the appropriate word there. You know, when, when it comes to psychotherapy, right, and I use the example again, it's a 45-minute, 30-minute, 60-hour session. There's a time frame there. Whereas when you create a course, you know, you can spread it out over months or years until you finish Uh, making everything right creating the whole thing and then you kind of let your baby go and you let people play with it you let people interact with your course and then from time to time you go in and check in make sure things are going well you know of course do a good job don't just leave and hope for the best but there's a different time uh, constraint there you don't you don't have to consistently jump into those 60 minute or 30 or 45 minute sessions And I I think just knowing that, being able to say, okay, I created a course. My why is because I want to exit out of that time constraint there. Another why is creating a course allows you to use a different set of tools. And I've I've helped a lot of clinicians create different courses. And I I noticed that this topic here comes up a lot. Some of them will share with me that in their counseling sessions, they want to do more. You know, they want to be able to do the counseling session and then after it, maybe do some videos with the clients and then send them some workbooks and then meet up a little bit later and have maybe ongoing email or text. Uh, However, they go, the person takes, you know, the person uses Blue Cross Blue Shield. So per Blue Cross Blue Shield and per the contract, I see them for a blank amount of time and that's how it is. Right. So a lot was said there. And if you relate to that, if you're like, you know, I, I would like to do some of those things. That's, that's my why. I would like to be able to do a session and then add those extra things because I think that, I think that could make it a much more effective service. Cool. Good. Good. That could be a why, my friends, because there's courses that could be like that. 
there's one colleague that helped them make a relationship course. And the course, what it had is it has a regular course. So it has like your regular syllabus and things that you would do in there. You know, how to communicate effectively, how to address this, how to use healthy language, what happens if there's conflict. It had all those common things. It had videos, it had some worksheets, but then it also had add-ons. Add-ons is where there's like ongoing back and forth email communication between the couple and in that uh, clinician. It had some um, live videos that took place every so often. So if that sounds cool, then I think you're going in the right direction. Those are some of the whys. What I want you to do, here's your homework. I want you to think about those whys. The money why, the new project why, the building audience why, the immersive experience why, supporting other people outside of your office, the why of it being a new project, the why of no longer being under a time constraint, the why of getting to use new tools. I want you to think about all those. And then I want you to jot down, why do I want to create a course? And give yourself something there, some sort of substance. This is that groundwork, my friends. It's very much like when you build a business. It's important for us before we build the business, or at some point at least, sit down and write down a mission statement. Write down your vision for your business. Write down the culture that you want in your business. If you don't do that, I'm not saying this will happen. But if you don't do that, it it can be it can be easy. It can be rather easy to lose your way. You know, the purpose of a mission, of a vision, of a culture is it's that yellow brick road. It's a yellow brick road that Dorothy has that allows her to get to the Wizard of Oz, right? Imagine if she didn't have that yellow brick road. She may still find her way. You know, she could probably pull her iPhone and look at the GPS and get there, but she didn't have an iPhone, right? She probably could pull out her remote and fly her drone with a camera to see where the Wizard of, <laughs> Wizard of Oz is at, but she, she didn't have that. And let's imagine we don't have any of those things. You know, so if you can, all humor aside, if you can, take some time, my friends. Take some time to write down, why do I want to create a course? And that's it for this episode. I'm going to put in the show links, the Teachable uh, link there. Again, I'm affiliate. Um, if you click on it, if you go ahead and start, uh, or whenever you go ahead and start, um, that, that kind of comes back and allows um, money to... You, it's not any extra money to you. So I'll just explain this in case people aren't aware of how that works. Um, from your, your end, you click it, and then you'll have your um, whatever process you have with them. Um, they have like a seven-day trial that's free. You can go through that one. Um, they have different uh, platforms that you could pay for. Um, the link from my end provides me a separate fee. Uh, but you don't have to pay for any of, about, any of that. Um, and then I share that I had somebody ask me that, you know, they were like, well, do I pay you? And I was like, no, no, no. Um, once you use the link that the organization itself, they make that payment. Um, but you're using the link more as a referral. Um, I guess that would kind of be a good term for it, like a referral. All right. My friends, thank you. Thank you for being interested in creating a course. Yeah, I think it's awesome that you're doing that. I started creating my course. Uh, I'm trying to think. I feel like it's been years now. And it was no sunshine story. And you'll learn more about that as we do these. You know, I certainly flopped and flipped and flopped and flopped, flopped, flopped and flipped and flopped and <laughs> kind of go back over and over. Uh, I learned a lot. And things happen for a reason. That's what my wife tells me. And, and part of that reason is us being here today. I think just so many of those mistakes and trials and things that I tried out, 
I'm going to share all those with you so that you don't make those. You know, you have that yellow brick road. Before you head off, I'd love it if you leave a review. Let me know what ideas. You know, when you go on there, and again, to leave a review, because I do want to know the ideas that you have. So when you go on there to leave a review, go on Google. And if you listen to, for example, the Apple Podcast, you would just go Google um, Apple Podcasts, a counselor's journey to private practice, and then you'll see where you can leave a review. Leave me an awesome review, and then share with me your course ideas. Share with me what you want to do courses on. And then what I'll do for my end when I see those reviews is I'll mention them in our episodes. Uh, you know, I don't have to mention your name or anything like that if, if, you, if you don't want me to. Um, but I can mention, hey, you know, one, one of the ideas is creating a course for um, kids or for teens or for couples. And then I'll integrate those topics into our conversation so it's a little more applicable. All right, my friends. Thank you as always for listening. I know you got so many things to do, so many places you could be, people you could be with. And as a person that listens to other people's podcasts, you know, I am so appreciative that you are connecting with me and sharing space. If you're ever in the G borough, Greensboro, North Carolina, hit me up. Let me know. Get a coffee on me. We get a beer on me.